Welcome back to the Cherry Picker Podcast. This is Ziggy. This is Donnie. And Dylan. And today, the agenda is as follows. Jalen Green, he has decided to go to the G League. We're going to be investigating the implications of that entire process, what the trickle-down effect could be. Also, USAU, the USA Ultimate Body, kind of the NCAA for Ultimate Frisbee, released their decision on how they're going to react to the spring season getting shut down and we're not really fans of it then we're going to be talking about the WNBA draft Donovan Hugel watched that last night not necessarily going pick by pick but how that entire process of a virtual draft may translate to the NFL what we need to look out for stuff like that couple odds ends as usual but first you want to sponsor us shoot us an email at cherrypickingpod at gmail.com anyway let's get started that's Jalen Green Don, give us some backstory. Jalen Green. Okay, so Jalen Green, for those listeners that don't know, Jalen Green is the number one high school basketball prospect in the country. And given that he's the number one basketball, high school basketball prospect in the country, you can imagine the amount of, you know, offers and scholarships that he has from all the big schools. But Jalen Green decides to give a big middle finger to the NCAA. And he says, I'm going to go play in the G League for a year and I'm going to make a ton of money instead of going to class and having to wake up at ungodly hours in the morning for team workouts. And I'm just going to make $500,000 along with maybe additional bonuses for He was going to be a one and done. He was probably going to be a one and yeah, done anyway. He was 100% going to be a one and done. He was going to go to Memphis. He said that he was going to commit to Memphis, which is good for us because Temple doesn't have to play Galen Green next year. Um, but yeah, so he signed a $500,000 uh, contract with the G League. And there's added bonuses with like sponsorships, endorsements, uh, anything like, that you can really imagine. Jalen Green is going to be the face of a whole team. Yes, Jalen. So Jalen Green, uh, they're making a team. The G League is making a whole new team in Southern California based around uh Jalen does, does it have a name does it have a, a there's no name right now all all that's out is that it's going to be in Southern California um because that's where he's from um and another five-star prospect Isaiah Todd was going to go to Michigan he was committed there decommitted for Michigan and now he is also going to play on that same uh Southern California G League team with Jalen Green so uh the NCAA huge loss Huge loss right here. Um, you know, even though it's still up in the air whether there's going to be a college basketball season next year or whatever, college football season. Um, whether there's going to be, you know, real college sports next year is still up in the air. But regardless, it's a huge loss uh, for the NCAA losing uh, Jalen Green. Um, and part of his reasoning is that he can go to college whenever he wants, which is true with the amount of money that he's going to make next year and then in his subsequent NBA career, even if he's not the player that everyone expects him to be. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much there that. There was a lot of, not a lot of, but a good amount of talk when, well, who's that kid? LaMelo, LaMelo Ball went to play in New Zealand. Aus- 
Yeah, the NBA, the Australian Basketball League, or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if his team was in New Zealand, but wherever it was in Australia. About wow, you know, he was committed to. I don't know if he was committed to UCLA. Um, or, well, he or yeah, like he was whatever, but, but he but he yeah. optioned to instead say I want to play professional basketball, make some money, and now he owns he he bought the team. His yes, family the team. bought the team to I guess save it from you know any fallout from the uh, the coronavirus. So there was there was talk about that the implications. Oh, are more players going to go overseas and, and get away from college? Are more players going to do this? And you know when um, what's his face? Wiseman had his yeah. whole whole deal with, his, with Memphis. People were going to yeah. say, oh, is he going to go overseas and play? Oh, is he going to do this? And he ended up saying, no, I'm just going to work at home. Um, I feel like you know I've, I've proved myself enough. So you know that was his decision. And then everybody's saying talking about players going overseas and that kind of stuff kind of quieted down. Now. I feel like the implications or the ramifications rather from this Jalen green decision are much larger than Correct. somebody going overseas. Cause somebody can go overseas and play. Yes. Right. Correct. And yes. So I could, you could probably make an argument that the G league competition is comparable to Euro, the, uh, the higher end of the Euro league competition. Correct. And you but know, the this, they like, don't have to go yeah. over an ocean to make this yeah. happen. And they're making more money here than they would be if they were going over an ocean. And that money is domestically being taken away from the NCAA. Yeah. And he's not going overseas and being forgotten about by people in America. People right. are gonna remember even if he's in the G League, he's gonna people are gonna remember his name because he's on home soil. Yeah, and you know, all that's true. And another reason why this is, you know, much bigger than well, you know, when other guys do it is before the NCAA and you know, the NBA, they had this partnership, right? It wasn't, it was kind of an unspoken, um, you know, relationship where these guys would go to college for a year and then, you know, they'd go on the big stage, March Madness, everybody would get to see them preview for their NBA career and then they go get drafted, right? James Wiseman, perfect example, Anthony Edwards, um, everybody else, you know, a, a bunch of other guys that are currently in the league right now. Um, and now this is almost becoming like a rivalry between the NCAA and the NBA where they're going to be fighting for these guys. Um, and it's not really, and, and right now it's not looking good for the NCAA for the current future um, because, you know, the G league and the NBA will be paying these guys absurd amounts of money, maybe not $500,000, you know, like Jalen green is getting, but these guys are, you know, they would much any, amount of, any amount of dollars more than zero is more than they'd be making yes. in college. Yeah, and the fact, and also, this team in Southern California, like Jalen Green, might be the exception to the rule here. Like it might not happen for another few years, but this team is based around him. Like this is, and my only worry is that if this keeps happening, the G League is gonna maybe become like an AAU type setting where they're gonna be, you know, these it's gonna be super teams in the G League um, when it's the G League is really. You know, the purpose of it is to prepare these guys for the NBA. Well, I mean, I, I, in a situation, and, I mean, I mean, you can say super teams in G League, but at the same time, you know, you have Duke who can pull in, you know, correct. five yeah. of the top 100 recruits anyway, and then they lose. And then they lose. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, only, okay. and the, but the only difference is that these guys are getting an income in the G League. Yeah, right. So does and, this, the, the under, I think an underlying question that we need to answer is: Does this force the NCAA's hand? Because there's been a lot of talk about the NCAA needs to be compensating these players that are well, making them been, so much money. Yeah. 
Well, there's been talk in the last few. Well, does this, well, does this action right now force the NCAA's hand? No. Uh, it should. But it won't. Um, I, I think you're both right. It should, it should, but it won't. It should. There's been talk in the last few months. You know, California is, you know, they have this bill. Uh, Gavin Newsom, their governor, went on live TV. I think he went on first take um, and signed the bill or another ESPN show. Um, so California is kind of at the forefront of things. A lot of stuff. New York is also doing some things with paying college athletes. But around the country, I mean, those two are really the only states that are making an effort to possibly pay their college athletes in the future. And even then, it'll they'll be paying – you know, football, basketball, I don't know if, you know, athletes in like cross-country tennis will be getting paid. Um, but it should force the NCAA's hand because they're going to be getting not as many great prospects um, to play in them. But the thing also is, is that Chris Mack, the Louisville head coach, he put out a tweet the day that uh, Jalen Green, the Jalen Green decision came out. And it said, it's coming up right now. It basically said, for every Jalen Green, there's an Obi Toppin. For every none and done, there's a Luke Garza, a Marcus Howard. College basketball will be fine. Um, and he's and he's great, right? There's going to be guys like Miles Powell, Kemba Walker, Ethan Happ, Jalen Brunson that are going to stick around that don't, you know, care about the money necessarily. And they're going to wait for their chance to get highly drafted. But the fact that this happened right now and Jalen Green is getting $500,000 instead of, you know, the NCAA uh, making a profit off of him, it should force their hand. To, you know, pay their athletes at least something, but I don't think it. I don't. It's I don't see it happening money. really. It's well, a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, they the NCAA wouldn't I'm, be paying I'm him five hundred thousand. That's a lot of money because it's an absurd amount. I, of money. I know that you know. I don't know anything about this guy. I absolutely know nothing about Jalen Green. Right. However, however, what if he sucks? Don't tell me it can't. Well, happen. They'd say he sucks. 500K is, is is less than the minimum NBA contract. So they're not really doing a whole bunch. Fair they're enough. saying, well, let's let's take a flyer on yeah. this kid, pay him less than the minimum anyway. And if he becomes True. great, we just essentially stole him because he would have gone, he would have been a top, you know, top three pick. But it's all we had to do was pay him less than minimum, keep him in our system for a year, and then we get first True. crack at him. So yeah, so I mean the NBA That's wild. The NBA is winning out. I Here's mean, the G League yeah. specifically oh, yeah. is winning There's out. not a, 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 a large pool of players that could potentially qualify to be in the G League. It is a risk, and it is an investment um, for these G League teams with NBA affiliates to throw their money at. 500K, yes, it's less than the minimum. Like Dylan said, it's still a lot of money, though. To throw that money at somebody and trying to bank on everything they saw in high school, all, you know, their – physicality their physicality their intangibles and stuff pay off and, and they become something and, and add on question. hold on hold on i yeah, got a question yeah. so g league teams are all affiliates of nba teams so what's this guy gonna be what's this team gonna be it's so, it, that it's so so that i was gonna actually add on here there's a before ziggy continues mm -hmm. uh there's an espn article i just pulled a quote from there uh this team who explains that green and other top recruits who join him are expected to play in an academy-type structure that would involve the creation of a new team that would play a unique travel-heavy schedule and allow elite talent to team up together. So this is basically professional so AAU. So it's AAU. It's the next step in the ladder yes. of AAU. Yes. And, 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 Dylan, that answers your question in the sense that 
this team is not going to be affiliated with an NBA team. They're just going to be whatever they are. Yeah, all right. Well, okay. screw the G League then, I guess. It's just going to be – That's dumb. This is basically, this is basically just going to be Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Now, this is also is something that benefits those who have a little bit of money anyway because you're not going to get noticed. You're not going to get seen if you don't put money into it as a kid, right? If you're If you're just a very talented player – but you don't have the money to be doing all these AAU things and getting your name out there around the country to, you know, improve your resume going into college. You're not going to have the opportunity to do something like this. I'm not, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, not, I'm saying that that's unfair. I don't think that's what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that it's time back into Chris Mack's point that there will be those same players who are more grounded, I feel, who kind of came from more humble beginnings. And they will, you know, take advantage of the fact that they can get these scholarships from these schools and say, hey, I can play basketball and potentially make the league. Yes. But I can also get this education for free. Right. And there's going to be guys that are going to be like first generation college students and their families. And it's going to be something that they, you know, grew up with the attitude of I want to go to college because I want to be the first person in my family to go to college. Right. And Chris Max defends college universities and stuff is so ingrained into American culture. It, It just seems... Natural. It seems like the natural next step, kind of no matter what, you know, at least at least take a year there, right? But whether you're not getting, uh, they're going there for athletics or whether you're not going there for academics, you're going there for the experience, right? You got to go through this kind of coming of life, you know, coming of age uh, type thing that you kind of need, just need to go through. Then you won't really get those experiences anywhere else. But here is... We spoke, we spoke about this yesterday a little bit, Don, when, when we had a brief conversation about this. I kind of compared this potentially to an academy in, in you know, European soccer, right? Where, 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 it starts, where, it, where it starts. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Where it that. starts okay, at like that. at U8. Yes. And these players, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure if they're getting paid, but they aren't having to pay to play. Yeah essentially yeah. right um and you know like in, in american club soccer which actually side note real quick uh usa soccer ended academies Academy, i academies, saw that our academies are done so all of these affiliates um with these mls i think it's mls teams and like, it's, USL it's teams, mls it's yeah it's MLS any, any academy, a couple friends on them um they're they're defunct and i think his reasoning was like people shouldn't have to pay like three grand to be part of the academy, right? Because it's kind of just pay to play then. It should be based on the, on the child's talent. And there needs to be a better money structure, an economic structure for these kids that have talent to, you know, move their way up the ladder without having to shell out the money. Because while moving up the ladder comes with having to pay more money, there, there, should, be, there should be a better way for them. That's, that's a story for another day. Um, there are a lot of implications of that. I am a big hater of MLS. Everybody knows that. I right, don't, but, think, but I don't the, think it'll ever be anything. I think USA soccer will always be behind the eight ball. But the point, but the point, stands, I agree, but I like the MLS, the point, but, but your point stands that this could possibly be the next step, maybe in the next few years, if more guys, more, high as level long as the G league stays unaffiliated, technically. With, with, with the, the NBA. With the NBA. Well, no, no, sorry, sorry. They say affiliate. They, they say, they, they're not like the same thing. Does that make right. sense? So, right. So, so Jalen Green, you know, plays for the Orlando Magic affiliate in the G League, whatever. But then he leaves and he go gets drafted. Is that what you're kind of saying? No, I said, well, any, any 10-day 
Well, that'll be a whole nother thing. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's if there's stipulations in that the draft was my that, biggest worry. that you can, can you get drafted from the G League? I don't. I think I think, I think this it, team would be a team that you can get drafted from. Yes, I, because it's not affiliated with anything else. This is just. Well, the other thing too is that any team, if you're on a G League team, any team can option to give you a 10 day contract. As long as you're not, on, I think if you're on a two way deal, you can't do that because then you're signed. Two way is different. Yeah, because yeah. you're technically. But, but, on if, the but other if you, future. but if he's on this just secular, secular, this singular G League team, not affiliated with any NBA team, right? Because you can't sign contracts out of high school to the NBA, but he can sign only for G League. Any team can then have a 10 day contract with him. Uh, yeah. Right. And I don't know if, I don't know, I don't, I don't know all the details. We don't, yeah. We, the, the I don't only know. details of his contract are like the, money i don't know if you know going into the into the season say he plays a few months and he starts looking really good all of a sudden instead of having to play the full college basketball season or maybe in the case of michael porter jr just playing like three games and then being hurt the rest of it but still having to wait that entire period he can play three months prove himself in those three months and then some team can take a 10-day contract 10-day contracts up then they can sign him to a professional deal he just may be taking you know they could be taking a shortcut he's he's speed running the draft process is what he's doing. Right. This is this is changing. I mean, the way that we're gonna that people are gonna think about the next step in their career forever. I mean, unless you're like a three-star recruit or even do a four-star recruit, and your you only option is going to college. If the NCAA starts putting a little bit of money or giving out a little bit of money, like in other in other, I don't know, I don't know in in, in the American leagues. To be honest, Dylan, maybe you could uh, know about this, but I know in European soccer. Players get a percentage of the TV rev, like like clubs get a percentage of the TV revenue. I think I think the owners do, yeah. Right, and then that money, I think like a certain Which then amount eventually of that, will certain amount yeah. of that money is automatically allotted towards the players or, or something like that. I'm sure it's something similar. I know the owners get a percentage. Right, of the but revenue. if but if you know it, it happens that you know these NCAA players that go to teams and the percentage of their TV revenue that the school gets, right. Goes is a lot to the players. I don't know if they would base that on 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 minutes. I think that'd be unfair. I don't know if they yeah. base that on scholarship. You know, if you have a full ride, you get this level. If you don't have a full ride, then you get this level, and it's just like the two tiers. I don't yeah. know. But do you, I think if there's a little bit of mo- monetary incentive, that would convince people, not convince yeah, everybody, I mean, but that would sway people to stay to to take the college path. I I mean, yeah, but. I think if we're, I mean, I don't think anybody for the next, there was somebody actually today, I can't remember his name. He's also a five-star. The G League offered him 400,000 to play in their league. I can't remember his name. Um, Uh, Real quick, breaking news, Spencer Dinwiddie is going to apply to play for the Nigerian national team. I thought he was going to say he applied to play in the G League. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, I mean, Maybe, but I think it would have to be like a lot, a lot of money. I think you would have to. No, Greg Brown. They offered Greg Brown uh, four hundred thousand dollars, um, five star. But I don't know. That's tough to say. I it think would that's, behoove I think, I think the G I think that's just a case by case basis. It would, be, yeah, no, I think so. It would behoove the G League to to throw large sums at the best players versus trying to, you know, get the next step down and throw a little bit less money at it. I think it's, this is definitely a quality over quantity thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to expand into like 50% of the G league being coming being out of high G- school. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I, I don't think it'll ever make it to that point. It just doesn't seem doesn't seem feasible. Uh, just doesn't it just doesn't seem like it, it's something that could ever happen. No, because then it would be just full AAU. It would just be something like that. Do you think you know? this is a? We talked about the G League. This is a great thing for the G League, right? It's going to bring attention. It's, it's going to bring more revenue to the G League. It's not yeah, a great thing for yeah. the NCAA as a whole. I don't know necessarily how much it's going to affect the individual colleges. Yes, they may not be, you know, as oh, we we had this five star recruit that decommitted, right? This only sucks for. Yeah, but, this only but, sucks for the NCAA because they lost Isaiah. But I mean, that, that means that means that there's, there's there's a next there's somebody else that's gonna gonna take that place Correct. and take that money, right? Correct. Like, you know, like whoever he's, he's gonna take the money. So if he's out of the pool, that means that you know, oh, this team doesn't get him, and then everybody else doesn't have to play him. It happens. What you move on? It's like he never existed. Yeah, it's I, like that's the only reason why it'll just but, mean uh, the NCAA is gonna lose out on potential revenue. But is this good for the NBA as a whole? Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You know, his SoCal team isn't going to be affiliated with an NBA team, so he's just still going to get the chance to be yeah, drafted. But it's just going to bring so much more um, attention to him. Here's yeah. my question. And then, and well, so and well, I mean, the money from the the money that he's getting paid from the G League, you know, it's coming from NBA money as well because those yeah. two are affiliated. So the NBA is losing money in this sense, but five hundred thousand dollars from thirty two teams and thirty two different owners. Yeah is like it's nothing and like you said it's this is he's getting less than the league minimum right now but for right. an 18 19 year old kid to be getting five hundred thousand, along with other money is something else does it affect the parity in the league i asked that because say he was i said i said i mentioned this earlier for a second but say he was you know going to be a top three pick right that means yeah. that those players or those those teams will, will tank right or will invest in their future as they like to say um to get him right and yes you can change things about the lottery but if he if he opts for the g league every team has his fair shot right i don't think the g league is affected by the is, is part of the waiver system right if somebody gets waived then it's based on record every team every the worst team record to the best record in that order gets a shot and if, and if you know a team that's has 17 wins wants him they can offer him you know the contract and uh, they have the option to get him before a team that has 20 wins or whatever Right, poor. That, that was that was a that was a bad way of explaining that, but I think you know what it means. But this in the G League, I think every team has a fair shot at him. If he if he's strictly in the G League, if he's not affiliated, if he's not on two way contract or anything. Obviously, that essentially gives those teams that are doing well to option to 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 sign up to a ten day. And yes, maybe he's in the thinking that no, I want to be on a smaller on 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 a worse team. I want to become the face of the team. I want to, you know, right. do that. Or he's like, well, this team's looking like they're a contender and they have a role cut for me. I can just win. I can just start winning now. I can be surrounded by great players already instead of having to, sure. you know, he can work do. my way like John Morant's having to do. Yeah. Does that, I mean, but does that hurt the, it's two sides of the coin, maybe. Does that hurt the parity of the league where, where the worst teams can't get access to these top players, these five-star recruits? They have access to them, but they, they, you know, they don't have, what do you call it? I mean, yeah. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Is this assuming, this assuming that when they're part of the G League, this new team, they can just be picked up by any NBA team? Yes. That's, no, well, that's, is, that's how G League huh. contracts work. Well, that's not how this is. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way they would well, I, I want to know more about his contract because there's got to be I something in there. I guarantee you, I guarantee you it's, 
they probably can't. Um, there's going to probably be some restrictions on yes. what happens if they get traded. So if they, if they get traded from that team, there'll probably be a stipulation like something like you he can't be signed by another team. Like he just can't be. Like there's well, certain things. Well, here here's the because thing. they're going to have to change it specifically for them. If you're in the G change. League and you're not on a two, if you're not in any way tied to an NBA contract, any NBA team has equal rights to sign you to a 10-day contract. There is okay, no, but it's going to change for this team. But it, I, I, the only way, the only thing it could possibly, I could think could happen is they say NBA They just teams can't touch can't, them the first year. They can't touch them the first year. Yeah. Right? But that, that essentially just breaks the, that hurts, that hurts parity. I give, that gives him the option. Essentially, that puts the power in his court for who he wants to sign for. He, it should have to be a draft. It should have to be He's after gonna, that. They, they, they yeah. should have to go to the draft. If I think like, that he, would be... He and, he and Isaiah Todd are going to be on this different type of contract, which we don't know the... Yeah, you know, it's going to be a different type of contract. details of where if they want to leave, they leave and they go to a James Wiseman and they trade. And then they get drafted. Because... Yeah. But they can't... This isn't... This probably isn't going to be something if, where... If they are shortcutting... A route to the NBA like this, which allows to they basically puts the ball in their court for who they want to play for. I think that's, that's the whole up. point of this. That's I the think, whole point of this. Well, I think that's fucked. It I is. don't think that should be that way. I understand why. They, yes, they want to get paid. They like that the fact that. You how know, do they get the pick who they want to play for? Hypothetically, if they are with a G League team and they're not having to go to the draft, right? Any team can sign them to a ten day contract. They don't have to agree to the ten day contract. Right. So he can just wait until the team that he wants to play for, or the one of the teams he wants to play for, offers him a ten-day contract. And yes, maybe that could change based but, on what they. But that's that's not going to happen because it's going to be they're going to have a set rule for them that they have to finish the year and then go through the draft and get picked in the draft. Well, I, that's I, what I'm saying is that a we don't have that in writing yet, and b yes, you can assume hypotheticals. They're going to do something about it. Okay, but you're assuming hypothetically that they're normal I'm players. Looking, I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at what is being given in front of me and until that changes i'm gonna assume that this could potentially be a shortcut to the nba which is which is which is messed up i don't it's i just agree a with lot you. of assumptions i agree with you i don't think it's going to going to be like this and i think there is obviously going to be stipulations or some way they're probably going to have to force him into the draft i would think that's the best solution but okay but i'm telling you you think of all these hypotheticals what if they don't well they're they're going to so don't don't even sweat it don't even sweat it do you think they're going to make him go into the draft? Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. what they're doing, dude. This yeah, thing is not – it's, it's just going to be like a separate – do you know how like the Pope has his own little thing? He's part of that area, but he's just his own thing. That's what this is going to be. It's going to be like part of the G League, but it's just his own thing. Oh, so we're going to – okay, Jalen Green is the Pope. You heard it here yeah, first. So, so, Wo- so Woj and Jonathan That's what I was Mone, getting at. The G League is starting a new initiative, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Provide a one-year development development program outside the minor leagues, outside of the minor leagues traditional team structure. See, see, it's all it's all under it's all in control. All right, so, now now the balls the balls in the NCAA's court right now. What's what's their reaction going to be? Anyway, we'll have to we'll have to think about it. Uh, we'll have to think about it. They'll have to think about it and let us know. So we spoke on Jalen Green and how his actions have ramifications not only for the NBA and the G League, but mainly for the NCAA. Now, the NCAA did release their decision, um, was it two weeks ago now, on Around about how they're going to treat the spring season. 
and the and the winter season that lost. They said the winter season that's lost. It is what it is. Spring season, these players that are in that that played this season or that were rostered for the spring, spring a, they, they, every, they all get another year of yes. eligibility. If you're graduating, if, if you're, you're graduating. graduating now, the USAU decision, which is affects us as we are part of that body. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's explain a little bit. Want to explain a little bit? Oh, what do what, what USAU is? Okay. It's 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 it, USAU is to ultimate frisbee. What the NCAA? Is what the NCAA to. is to college sports? Yes, more or less. And it's an independent body. They're not affiliated. So, I before you continue, I just want to explain a little bit. So, for all the non frisbee listeners, um, there's a regular season and a postseason, just like any other sport. For you know, for our sport, ultimate frisbee. Uh, the there's a fall and spring season. We played most of our spring season, as did most colleges around the country. Half. Um, Wait, half. We played about half of our springs. We had one tournament left in our spring regular season. Um, but the entire postseason, so the conference tournament and then the regional tournament and nationals, was canceled. No team in the entire country, D1 or D3, got to um, – <laughs> Got no no team in our country D one or D three. Dylan Dylan's uh, like, Dylan, Dylan was having a sneezing fit. He muted he muted his mic before it started. <laughs> he I don't know what was that like twelve or thirty sneezes in there. It was it was three, but they were really like three strong ones. I I, I looked at my clock and it was five forty seven, and you were sneezing. <laughs> I looked back up, it was five forty nine. Yeah. You were still sneezing. So yeah, that was that was a rough one. But I'm good. Anyway, now. we're we're anyways we anyways didn't, we didn't do the postseason. The entire postseason got canceled. Correct and. Um, so all athletes who played Frisbee under USAU guidelines, uh, lost out on the spring postseason. So why? Well, first of all, Dom, tell everybody what the USAU decision was. And second of all, tell everybody why, why it's fucked. Why was it? Why, what did they do wrong? So the USAU decision. Oh God. Um, so the USAU decision, what it should have been was okay so what it was what, what the USAU was. decision was what the USAU decision was was that they are offering players who were in their fifth so so when you enter college and you want to play frisbee you get 5 years of eligibility granted you do a fifth year of an extra year of school or you do grad school for a year right like a 4 plus 1 program like some other people we know um so what they're doing i'm reading this right off their tweet with the effect of the COVID-19 pandemic has had on the USAU, on the USA Ultimate Spring College season, we are extending an additional season to academically eligible fifth-year student athletes who are rostered in 2020. So if so you get an extra year next year if you were a fifth-year student this year and are in you know good academic standing, and granted that you can pay or that you can you know do a sixth year of college. Um, and for our sport. We don't get scholarships. We get a little funding from our club sports department, right? But we don't get funding from there. There is you know, no, the there is no athletic allotment towards Correct. the program for tuition any at all. Like it does yes. not nobody everybody's tuition is what they are. Any any not any scholarship they have for tuition in our program is based on merit. Right. And so and usually so, those scholarships end after four years. So Dylan, I, I want to ask you a question here. Dylan J. Fritz. Um, where does the money for our team come from if it's not coming from our club sports department? That would, that would be us. 
Yeah, it's coming from out of our pockets, right? And uh, well, pockets. thanks, mom and dad. But yeah, like, thank, uh, yeah, yeah. And so it's coming from you know our, our pockets. My pockets, but yeah. Um, along with you know the education that we're paying for and all that stuff. Metaphorical so, pockets. So the the USAU decision, I'm just, it's it's pointless. It's pointless. It's stupid. Uh, they basically you have like five figures worth of dollar bills to to throw for another year go for it we'll allow it that doesn't really hurt anybody that's, that's ho shit and they're leaving it up to each institution on whether they're going to allow it which gives unfair yes. advantage a not only to those who have better socioeconomic status who can you know potentially make it happen see michael ng or it gives favorability to those schools who are more favorable in their decisions you know regarding club sports Right, because some schools may say no to participate in club sports, you have to be a full-time academic student. Others may say to participate in club sports, you just need to be taking um, at least one registered class with the with the school. Another one may say, "Hey, club sports, we don't really care. You can just you can play on it for a year if you want, as long as USA, as long as your overseeing body uh, doesn't really care." So that that leaves it up to the school by school, which means it's not an even playing field for anybody, and that's the worst yeah. part. For at least for the NCAA, that's the overseeing body. What they say goes. And whether or not everybody agrees with it, it applies to everybody equally. And USAU yeah. is saying, eh, we'll just leave it up to the schools. Schools can kind of decide whether or not, you know, anything happens. And here's the thing also. Like, the NCAA I, – I tweeted this yesterday, and I'm just going to repeat it. Uh, the NCAA is like, a, it's like a fucking dinosaur that's run by rich old white men. It's just old, right? It's old. Its rules are out of touch. All the guys who run it are out of you're touch. You're talking about you, like dinosaur, like a megazord? Are we talking about Power Rangers? Are we talking no, about, what no, do you mean a dinosaur like, has been like, run by like, old people? Like, like the extinct dinosaurs. You're saying, um, so you're saying that the NCAA, if I heard you correctly, is like a, a giant beast from the Paleolithic era that hasn't seen the light of day in like hundreds of yes. thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, hypothetically, it, it's still alive. And there are lots of old white dudes inside of it controlling all of its actions. Sure. So it's an animatronic robot. Sure. I'm not sure I follow with your okay. analogy. The NCAA, the guys who run the NCAA, rich old white men that are out of touch with everything. They just make bad rules. And USAU is doing a great impersonation of the NCAA right now, even though it should be nothing like the NCAA. They should make their own set of rules. They shouldn't base anything off of what the NCAA does. It's completely separate. It's you, you run club sports. You don't run scholarship sports. So stop, stop. They, they released a six page kind of referendum, I guess you want to call it or response uh, regarding their decision. And everything in the, this decision is consistent with the NCAA decision. Like stop, like, no, like, like there's no reason why you should be looking like fine. The NCAA is offering, uh, you know, their players an extra year of eligibility. You should also offer all players, you know, not only if you're graduating, in my opinion, we should be offered, even though none of us are graduating, another year of eligibility um, because we also lost out on something and we're also paying out of pocket just like the graduating seniors are. Um, that's just my opinion on that. But yeah, I mean, the, what the decision should have been, what the decision should have been was that it was either everybody gets an extra year or people who were graduating and you can have you know, documents, whatever, referring to if you're a gra graduating four or five years, those people should get an extra year. I don't and know if I saw it on Reddit or we were talking about it. Somebody on the team was talking about it. I don't know where I saw it, but there was potentially the, the hypothetical that postseason could be played in the fall. In the, I, yeah. 
I am not opposed to the idea that as long as they kind of remove, you know, the restrictions on who's playing. If they say using last year's roster. Sure. Fine. Even if, even if you're not playing, even if you're not affiliated with the school, if you can make the tournament and your name is, was on that roster, you can play. You sure. cannot you cannot have any incoming freshman play, obviously. Uh, but you know everybody was on that last year's roster has the option to play in in a in a fall tournament whether graduate or not. Yes, that may that may say to some, well, I can't make it. I have a job now. Well, I can't do that. I'm in grad school. Yada yada yada. Yes, but that gives them the option that it doesn't put it on their school. It's an independent thing. It's completely unaffiliated with the NCAA. And oftentimes these programs are just like affiliated with their school by the thin thread that is club sports. Why not give them, why not give them the options? You can say, Oh, what about those incoming freshmen? I, I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, how many of those incoming freshmen are going to make an immediate impact on a national caliber team? Very few of them. There are some. Yes. I'm, obviously there are going to be yeah. some, but at yeah. the end of the day, for, if you say, if you say we're going to have sectionals regionals in September gives you, two weeks to kind of get back into shape. Hopefully you can get some stuff done over the summer. Then we're going to do nationals sometime in October, say, or maybe, or maybe they do nationals over Thanksgiving because that's fall break for most people are off during yeah. this. Who knows? Right. It usually, cause usually it's Memorial day weekend, right? Um, yeah. around I only, yeah. Continue. Sorry. All I'm saying is they need to, they should have come up with a solution. They can always change it. They can always ratify it, come up with a solution that doesn't put it on the individual schools because yep. that makes it an unlevel playing yep. field, which and, is the worst, the worst thing that it could have done. And here's the thing too, in their, so in their six page thing, which I read all of yesterday, there were three potential options, right? There was one, there was no change. So no one gets an extra year. Uh, there was two, all academically eligible rostered players get an, get an additional year of eligibility, which is what I'm saying should have happened or just the graduating players in the next year. Three, the decision they made. Number two, in all their options, they list advantages and disadvantages. And in each one, there's about, first one, three advantages, two disadvantages. Uh, third one, one, two, three, five advantages, and about six disadvantages, right? But are the are second they, one. This is all, all these, this is just all arbitrary. Right, 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 but second, second thing, second option. Uh, four advantages and about 10 disadvantages. And one of the disadvantages here creates a five-year window where both fifth and sixth-year players continue to exist and where those players may gravitate towards specific schools and programs for competitive reason. This creates a risk of developing super teams for players and programs that are able to take advantage of this flexibility as well as their own flexibility and that of certain types of institutions. This starts to more, yada, yada, yada. Our if coach someone, said, if someone wants to pay... pay 40 grand to, to go, go to another school, then by all means, go for it. Sure. I don't care. But no one is going to do that. You're no saying we, gonna... don't, we don't want to create super teams. Then just say, hey, we're just going to kind of hold this thing out until we're allowed to play sports again. And then whenever we're allowed to play sports again, we'll reorganize the tournaments. You can use anybody that was on that roster then, but you can't use people that weren't on that roster then. And, right. and I mean, yes, they may create, oh, what about these freshmen? Maybe you have a B team. Maybe you have a developmental thing. Some, some, a lot of D3 teams don't have the, the option to have a B team. Right. But I'm sure that they're not getting flooded with like 70 kids that they have to figure out what to do with. Right. I'm, not, I'm sure that that would at least give the option. 
anyway, we've been, we've been rambling on about this. Yeah. Let's but move. by all means, if someone else, if, if you want to pay $40,000 to go to Carlton, please, by all means do it. But they essentially, I, I, USA, you said, or people ask USA, you, Hey, what NCAA released something? Well, what, what's happening to us? And USA, you said, I don't know. You, you guys figure it out. They did nothing. They said, you, you can, you can figure it out, but uh, we have the final say. And it was just, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody's happy about it. Moving on. Know what people might be happy about, dependent on what you say, Donovan, is the WNBA draft. We're not going to talk about specifics necessarily, but we are going to talk about how the format went. You were the only one that was able to watch it. Yeah. So the WNBA draft, WNBA draft, you know, everything, all draft picks went to plan. You had not maybe all to plan, but everything went, you know, according to how most people thought it was going to go. Um, But the thing that we really wanted to focus on, regardless of like Sabrina Ionescu, uh, going to New York and the impact she's going to have is that the WNBA draft was the first virtual draft to be held. And uh, so I didn't watch any of this. Haven't heard anything about it. I've been busy. So Zoom. So Dylan didn't watch it either. So what the, what it was, was that you had, you know, that the analysts in the ESPN studio, uh, it was three of them. It was Ryan Rucco. Can't remember one of the, other person's name and then and then you had sue bird right so three people all socially distanced whatever in the espn studio uh the commissioner she was at her house in new jersey and then you had all of the gms around the league at their houses with their laptops in front of them using whatever uh to communicate with the commissioner of who their team was drafting right all these individuals on the screen at once no it was just whatever it was there they were on the clock they were on the clock. You were so the GMs were never on the screen. Okay. The GMs were just in their homes. It, the the only time the GMs were on the screen was in right at seven o'clock when the draft started. They were go, you know, this is where everybody is. But after that, the only people that were shown were the people in the ESPN studio, the commissioner, um, God, what's her name? Um, uh, da, 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 the ESPN. Why am I forgetting her name? Uh, the players in their houses with their families. Um, and then are you talking about the WNBA commissioner? You said you didn't remember. Yes. 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 Kathy, no, 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 Kathy no, Engelbert. No, Kathy Engelbert, but Holly Rowe, Holly Rowe, the, sorry, Holly Rowe. You're amazing. Um, the WNBA journalist and reporter, uh, she was also in her home and she was doing interviews with each first round pick after they were drafted and one second round pick. Um, this was not over zoom. Nobody was, uh, no two people were on the same screen at once. So people basically what happened was there was like multiple breakout rooms. And you got drafted, you moved to the sure, yeah. to the interview breakout room. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, there was maybe some split screen sometimes of Holly Rowe and the player, uh, the commissioner and the ESPN studio. But it was pretty much how you would imagine, like, any other kind of interview over, like, a split screen would go if you're watching ESPN or, like, any other major network. Um, but – and it's no one's fault. The – it's hard to say because it's no one's fault. This was a, a total, like, it was brutal watching this draft. Was it, was it just clunky or was it just? It, was, it wasn't clunky. It was actually pretty smooth, but it was, it was just the same thing over and over. It was ESPN Studio. Pick is in. Let's go. Commissioner says it, right? Uh, you get the reaction from, the, from the, the player who gets drafted. You go to Holly Rowe. Holly Rowe, you know, bless her heart, like, tries to ask, like, different questions every time. 
to each different right. drafted player, but everything is kind of the same. And then there's that weird area where it's, you know, someone says something and then the person has to hear it. And there's a few seconds of silence. And so then all and then there was, was some, there were even some, sorry, like one more thing, but yeah. And then there were even some moments where the player gets drafted ESPN sees it. The player doesn't see it because there's a delay. So you go to the camera and they're just sitting there waiting. And it's like, oh God, okay, they're just waiting for it to happen. And you know it was what just this sounds total like? awkwardness. Total awkwardness. It sounds like a draft where yeah. it goes from the commissioner say Dylan's gonna scream at me for this because he's a big draft guy, but he's like, it goes from the commissioner saying something to who who picked, right? Um, I guess he doesn't walk out. He just shows up on the screen. Then it goes to Mel Kuyper saying, oh, my God, who's here? She was left on a big board and then fixing his his hair um, and still looking like a, a Disney villain. And then, you know, it goes to whoever interviewing them saying, oh, my God, your suit looks crazy. Uh, you think you were ready? You want to, You happy to go to this team? And then, you know, maybe you have the one guy like uh, Josh Rosen who's like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. And nobody really says, think he's going to do anything. Um, then he never really lives up to whatever the hell he said on draft night. But but that's it. And then I mean, maybe I guess you miss like the teams in their in their rooms, and you see, oh my god, like oh my god, look at all those look at all those officials just just uh, just doing things in their room. I wonder what they're doing. That's it. But you'll know what they're doing. You you see the families at the tables. Like wow, look at look at him. He has a family there. That's crazy. Maybe if they're not home, you see there you see. But if they're at home, it's the same thing as like what you said. Maybe there's a little bit of a delay where they are sitting there on their couch waiting, and all of a sudden you see the reaction. Yeah, and and and. By, you know, I don't want to, like, take that into consideration. The, it, the draft went fine, right? It, it went as well as it could have gone, given the circumstances that it was virtual and all that stuff. It was just, like, it was just boring. It wasn't because the it draft has become a commercialized right, event. Right. And, it accomplished what it had to do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, and, I think it's going to be horrible. So I'm yeah. not going to get mad at you for this one. I actually think this one's going to be horrible because and, and the it's about everything going on around it. Correct. About the whole thing of it, so it's an entertainment value. I mean, dude, we don't, we, we're not going to see, we're not going to see pockets of fans boo Roger Goodell. I guess you miss out on that, but I mean, all you, all you got to do is just. But pull it's up just a the, everything from, around it. There's always like specials for it, like there's always events for it, and they pre-record things, and it's just like it's cool. You get to see highlight packs and stuff. Now it's just going to be like it takes too damn long, and I hope it gets streamlined. And I hope, even and, I agree and with only, that. The only thing, and and one of the. The bad things with this draft that I saw was that, and I don't know if they're going to do this for like the NFL draft, um, given that it's like all males or whatever. Um, but there were moments during the second and third rounds of the WNBA draft where they would go to a commercial break and uh, some. They some did all would, the rounds on one people, night. So yeah, some people, well, it's only 36 picks. Um, so it's not that many. No. Okay, um, fair, yeah. But. They would go to a commercial break during second and third round sometimes, and you know these players would get drafted over the commercial break. Um, and well, that happens. That happens at later rounds in the NFL draft, anyway. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I've just never. I, I wonder if they're going to do it for you know that the second and third round of the NFL draft. So, Don, just, my question. Yeah. Before we move on to some odds and ends, ultimately, is do you think the NFL will learn anything from this this dry run? Essentially, no. what it was for the NFL. No, no, because no, because the the WNBA didn't do anything wrong. They did nothing wrong with how this draft went. It was just given the circumstances of how they needed to run this draft. I, I'm I'm with you. I don't really like drafts, whether they're in person or not. But 
given the, you know given these circumstances it was just kind of brutal to watch given how boring it was at some points with the delays uh there being you know there being no pockets of fans there being no like dramatic draft music when the commissioner comes up yeah. she was just in her house saying it you go to the screen of the family celebrating for like two seconds what back. if they pre-recorded it no 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 no, no. Here's no, what, here's, no. i'd rather here's what it be live and horrible no. than pre-recorded and if you're no if you're way doing, if, if if it's pre-recorded you might as well have someone like at snl like go up to the crowd and be like yeah clap yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 okay maybe, maybe maybe i'm not maybe i'm not uh, no explaining what's in my head i mean like you you have you like, the, the, whenever the draft happens it happens and it happens like like it did for the wmba draft right and then people then overnight they edit it so it actually flows better and it doesn't have as much fucking delay as you're saying. And then the next day, they release it. No. Right? So it's more streamlined and, and, and that if I already know what happens, like I don't care. But I'm I'm saying but you don't you don't release it to the public. It's not something that like, you know, oh my god, all the the the, the picks are going up on ESPN. No, no, I don't no, see what's no. happening. You don't release it in public. No, no, you obviously no. You the don't draft do that. is live. The draft, the, draft, the draft should be live. If you're the draft is live, I, I'm gonna that would ruin everything. If if the draft's not live, you're just not. Like, you just how not do we? Care. How do we know that it is live? Because you how do we care. know it wasn't? It wasn't tweeted. You know how like if you're on Survivor, if it's if you can't it's talk not, about the fact that you're on Survivor until the shows until the episodes are debuting. Yeah, but that's Survivor. What about what about the draft? Is yeah, like, this is the NFL. It's, the draft happens on Tuesday, and everything happens, but it's just kept so much of a secret. That, and and we don't know about it till Thursday. No, no, no way. And then and then it just happens like everything. You will up. you will know the difference. You're drinking the Kool Aid. You'll know the difference because there won't be a delay in tweets. Everything will just be copy and pasted from journalists. That's that's another reason how you'll figure it out. Oh no, journalists don't know either. Journalists aren't there. I, well, I guess journalists have to. They'll, they'll, they'll have know. To be yeah, they have to be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, know. no, it yeah, should yeah. be live. Again, the WNBA did nothing wrong with yesterday. It was just. This virtual draft system is just—it's not going to go well for anybody. It will accomplish what it needs to accomplish. So I mean, like yes. in any yeah. case, usually the draft I'm is on so in the excited. background, and I'm doing something else. And then whenever I hear like the the like the ringtone, then I'm like, oh my god, picks in that one. And then I will turn around. No, no, not not when he's walking out to the stage. When when the picks, I'll turn around. Like oh, so the picks. Goodell's either coming out in ten seconds or like five minutes because for whatever reason the pick is in, but they still have to go to commercial break and wait. I so, will say one of the better I'm things so about the virtual draft is that everything does move quicker. So I it's know. like everything moves quicker. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just a thing with the WNBA where they pick quicker than other leagues. I don't know. But it, everything went it. so much quicker. And it was just like, even like when you got to the second and third round, so it was just like thing pick is in 30 seconds after the I other. I do miss. I love well, it. I will, I will miss. It's one thing I do like about the draft is, is them putting on your team's, your team's hat. They still you see did that, that player. Last night. They still did that last night. Well, then how do these players? The players must have known they were going to be drafted, or did they just have like, you know, well, however many they, hats? Well, it was well, it was mainly the early first round picks who got the hats. Like Sabrina Ionescu had a Liberty hat. So it's rigged. Um, so it sounds rigged. What? Sounds Dude, rigged. You're not going to tell rigged? me that the Liberty had reached out to Sabrina Ionescu and were like, well, obviously number one. What, what I'm, yeah, obviously, but I'm saying like the, you know, in the NFL, the family, they have the, the hat or, ready. Or the family just goes and buys a bunch of hats, you know. Rigged. Like, the family like just buys all the hats on a yeah. WNBA contract. You can afford all the hats. Man, maybe I should be playing WNBA. Sorry. A lot more money. It's Sorry. A lot they, more hey, money. they're they're making more money now. 
than they yeah. ever have. They're making more money than I will in any year. So, you know, that's that. Speaking of things that I, I was wrong to say that. Speaking of things that are wrong as well, Adam Rappaport uh, reported a few days ago, said, quote, the media is wronger about mock drafts this year than you guys have ever been. And that was a direct quote from some GM that was unnamed. I really hope it's Dave Gettleman so he can get fired. Why? I, I don't think he'll get fired. I, I just think that, I mean, obviously no, these GMs just... look at the, look at what the media thinks, not because it sways them just out of curiosity, you know, well, I, in this I, case, then, I don't know. Whatever. Well, do you, do you think, do you think they are really wrong? Because I think a lot of the times the media does use the combine and does use, you know, all this other extra stuff. That's a lot of times I thought was fluff. Maybe they do use that to have more accurate stuff. Cause it seems like Mel Kuyper, kind of got it down to somewhat of a science. He seems pretty accurate um, to, to I mean, and, and the rest yeah, of those like, other schmucks I, too. I like the other guy more than Mel Piper, but that's besides um, But he's, he's not a Disney villain. I don't really consider him uh, relevant to my uh, eyes. I don't know. For that, for that quote, we'll wait to see. You know? but, but do, do you think the GM is just saying that to make sure people watch this? Uh, it, oh, no. you, 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 yeah. I don't think I, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. Just a fleeting thought. Uh, odds and ends Browns jerseys released. We spoke about it last week that they were going to Browns were going to release something. Chargers are up next in five days from recording on the 23rd. Uh, if I remember correctly, they're going to be releasing something. Rams are going to release their stuff in May and then Patriots are supposedly going to be releasing something. We'll see when um, they said it. They said it oh. uh, like Monday. I think they're going to release it Monday. I think that, hold on, hold on. I saw it to you. All right. Well, let me know. Let me know. Go find that and let me know. Uh, so two days as of now. What it is. Sure. So in, April, in, in April the next 18th. week. Saturday, April 18th. Um, but the Browns and the Colts, the Colts released something as well, which was minor, minor things. Colts are still a classic team. Not, I don't like that secondary logo that they're adding, but it's like, it's on the interior of the jersey. Um, it's like a, 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 what is it called? A horseshoe. Yeah. But it's turned 90 degrees. So it's a C. And then in the middle, it has the state of Indiana, but I swear, I think I saw something else that said Notre Dame or maybe no, it was a high school in Indiana had the same exact logo, um, except it was a C with the Indiana in the negative space or the, yeah, the Indiana, right? That's the Indiana, Indiana in the negative space yeah, yeah. in the middle. Um, so another case of, of, a, of a team, of a professional team getting a lot of inspiration, I'm not going to say stealing, a lot of inspiration from stealing 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 with the witch fingers my turn it's monday it's monday patriots, patriots. So on Pat, monday. pat's monday yeah and then chargers on thursday i think is what what that is so we'll, we'll report on those next week um but the colts small things i like their numbers um that they change nothing it's the really same else. jersey it's the same jersey it is it's new numbers new numbers look good if you weren't told it was different you wouldn't know. second it's secondary logo isn't added in anywhere relevant to the jerseys it doesn't really matter the colts browns, browns jerseys are clean it's the best ones i am so happy with the browns jerseys from the most the most objective thing i've ever said about the browns and, i love yeah, them. yeah, yeah i was yeah I wow the i still think they're um they're they're shit covered traffic cone jerseys i don't uh, like i like i like awful. that i think they're awful i like them the, the all brown like with them. orange numbers, I think. I don't mind terrible. it. I kind of like it. I like them. Okay. Yeah, I, like I like all of them. I we like said this last week, too. I, don't, I, I think those are awful. But I think the other three, the white on white looks nice. Brown on white, the white on brown. I like the socks. I'm glad they didn't go with brown they socks. They should have brought back the orange pants. No. Yeah. I disagree. 
the orange pants with the white shirt and the orange hat is great. What are they? Hat, what, helmet, what is, sorry. I mean, at that point, you're just the next thing they should add is the dude holding a stop sign that once I say stop, the other side says slow because they're just you're just describing a construction worker. Anyway, love the Browns jerseys. Uh, best thing they've done in the past That's 20 so years. Weird. That best thing, so best weird. thing they've done in the past 20 years. Come I really like him. them. Um, some about Brown for whatever. I like, I don't know. Sometimes Brown jerseys work. The Padres too. Those, those threads is, oh. Yeah. Every That's time. Nice. Last thing. A couple weeks ago. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I spoke about, and Dylan spoke about footy. And you need to be watching Aussie Rules footy. And then we the next said, week, we said, we said, we said Donovan's going to come up with something the next week, but he wasn't ready. And then I think well, we said then, last then, week then, then, he was going to come up with something. He was, he still wasn't ready. And then um, Corona happened, and everything got shut down. But we said foot, we said footy in response to Corona. And yeah, and then it got shut down, and then everything else got shut down. So there's no. I, I'm aware. Down. That's that's not that's not the point. That the was point sad. is is that you've spent we three weeks trying to figure something out about what sport needs to be watched. All right, well, I have you one. haven't come back up with anything from the people, but finally, you got something. I want to thank our coach Brett Wall for this one. He put he put me on. Um, if you have the, oh, so it wasn't even you. So it wasn't even you. You didn't even do yeah, it. It wasn't even somebody me. else did the yeah. one. Yeah, it wasn't even Sounds me. good. Because there's no live sports right now, so I don't have nothing nothing else to freaking report on. So you can say, oh, you know, that the guy that the guy that restarts his FIFA matches. Not even me. It's not even me. It's, it's somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I do it. But because there's no live sports, what am I? Screw off. Screw off. Pittsburgh boy. Anyways, if you have the Olympic channel and if you have cable, uh, you should be watching handball. It's on hours on end during the day. On I love playing. It's yeah. You can find clips on YouTube. Also, I haven't done that. I've just been watching it on the Olympic channel. Uh, I loved playing it in middle school and high school just for shits and giggles. Um, and it's really entertaining to watch uh, grown men just kind of throw a ball around a court and then kind of fight each other and box each other out within like the paint. And they score like. 30 goals a game and these poor goalies i don't know what a good save percentage is it's or like, like it's, a good like, like goals the, against in the average. 20s or the 30s like it's yeah. not i don't think it's gaa i think it's like save percentage like in the end in, in the nhl your save percentage should be well above nine nine point like, nine yeah, it's yeah well it should above. be like it and should be like 0.9 10 is like good that's yeah. well above and, and you know in, yeah. in soccer a good keeper should have a save percentage um, above 0. 0.7, 0. 0.65, yeah. I think is what and, I'm and then look lacrosse, you know, like 10 maybe is the amount yeah, of goals that you give up in a game. Lacrosse, you know, but handball, you're giving up 20, 30 goals a game, and it's just constant, you know, fast pace transition, like up and down the court as much as you can. And it's just, it's really entertaining to watch. I think um, the best part is the fact that there's like that arc right around where the goal It's like, um, yeah, if you've ever seen it's like indoor soccer, but it doesn't have walls. It's like if you yeah, ever seen no if you ever seen futsal, yeah. It's like futsal, but with your hands. Yeah. But it's like that kind of court. Yeah, right? and where, where... and then and you have like a wall of defenders, and they're trying to basically like push you right. out. But but that. there's a, but there's an arc. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's an arc, and you can't throw the ball within that. The offense can't score within that arc. Well, yeah, you can like jump into the arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't but, but land but, and throw. You can't. You can't physically. Your last be point of contact must be outside the arc, and the arc right. isn't like the crease in in hockey or the crease in lacrosse. No, you said the like, last point of contact. Yeah, the last point of contact. So you have like to jump. When you it. jump, right? Yeah. yeah. So you when you jump, okay, you have okay. to be outside of this arc. Yeah, I thought when you 
the way you worded it, I thought you meant like when you hit the ground, you have to be outside. No. And then I was like, I have not seen that. So, but, okay. but so, but yeah. So with that being said, you get an absurd amount of just kind of like Jeter esque, like jumping. It's you know, ten. It's at its furthest point. It's ten yards. Yeah, that's yeah. So you you have you know you're you're not you can jump I guess a few yards and get inside, but you're still throwing from a decent distance, getting yeah. past the keeper. I don't know. It's it's a, it's I saw a, a crazy kind of like hezzy move, like he was midair faked it low and then just like a floater like over the top guys, of the top corner and it was like it's they Whoa. have this finesse they have yeah. this finesse it's good i mean the same idea you have to you can take a few steps but you still have to dribble i think it's three steps three um, steps then dribble. you have to dribble and you can't hold yeah. the ball for more than three seconds without ba- bouncing it or shooting no that's why there's it. a ton of just like back and forth of just of just passing so it's kind of like soccer in that sense where it's a little bit about possession trying to find the angle kind of like lacrosse same idea yeah. Um, but then some of those goals those guys have, some of the saves those keepers make. Yeah. Absolutely. Saves. Yeah. You should be watching some Eastern, some European handball. Yeah. Like, I think I watched the game between Norway and Turkey two days ago. I think Bet. Germany and Belarus was on also. I've seen it during uh, the Olympics. I haven't seen like. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But this I is. I guess like this the is the world, Olympic channel. Yeah. It's, it's like the IHF World Championships or something. Like that is it live? No. No, no, nothing's okay. live, Dylan. No. Don't, no. don't, I know, but don't I was tantalize just, us. I don't know. You were like, well, it's the world no. championships. And, and Do you I know what is live? Hulu. Chinese baseball in Taiwan. China, the Chinese baseball league, you remember last week, was the one with fake fans. And uh, we don't believe you should have fake fans at all. Even though there are a lot they of teams. They are broadcasting games for free. Even so. though a lot of teams have fake fans. What's better, Dylan? Robotic fans or fake fans? Or is there not really a difference? Robotic fans. Fair enough. And on that note, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. If you guys want to check out our social media, like we say every week, we got some things going on there, but we are very close to debuting a new logo to starting up uh, our, our media umbrella, doing some great things with that. Stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at underscore cherrypicking. Uh, if you want to potentially sponsor the podcast, shoot us an email, cherrypickingpod at gmail.com. Anyway, I'm Ziggy. I'm Donnie. I'm Dylan. Don't forget, Mel Kuyper is the Disney villain, and Jalen Green's the Pope. And on that note, we'll see you on the flip side. I said that. Good night.